BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Last time when you were at the pump, did you catch yourself thinking, why am I spending all my money on gas? Drive less, save more. Ride Coda. The new transit app makes riding Coda as easy as tap, tap, go. Plus, we'll help you get started with a $4.50 account credit when you download the transit app and set up your Coda account. What are you waiting for? Download the transit app today. Learn more at coda.com slash transit app. Welcome back to the Science Podcast and Creating the Cosmos. We're going to continue now with uh, the book from Brian Greene, Until the End of Time, Mind, Matter, and Our Search for Meaning in an Evolving Universe. It came out this week, and there was a great talk on the Joe Rogan Show, Joe Rogan Podcast. So we're going to first just play one little clip from that interview that was two days ago, and then uh, we're going to have some comments on it. So the clip is about his... uh, his thoughts about like the framing or the, the whole concept of the, the latest book. And that to me is really what happens here. This is a, a, a snapshot of my view of the human condition set against the cosmological unfolding. And how much of your perceptions of these things has evolved, uh, you know, as an educator and as a scientist and as a person who's in the public eye, how, how, much, of, uh, how much of your perceptions on these ideas have changed over the course of your career? Huge, huge. Um, I think I was a very uh, uh, hard-nosed science thinker when I started. At, I think part of this may have been I became a professor at a, at a relatively young age. I think I was uh, 27 when I got my first faculty job, so many of the graduate students were the same age as me. So I think I felt the need to have a very rigid scientific outlook on the world because of that. And you know, as I've gotten older, that has changed. And my willingness to entertain a broader range of thought and experience and ways of being has, has absolutely grown. So this is one of, the, one of the many really important and interesting things from the interview and also from his latest book. And also when it comes to thinking about science in a broad perspective and also like the life of the mind and the capability of the mind. So uh, we just want to have one little link of this into the history, the ancient history, and Dante, because what he, what Brian Greene is describing is in some ways this two-step uh, concept of the divine comedy. That you, you go with Virgil for two-thirds, and the last third you go with Beatrice, Beatrice Beatrice, as uh, kind of the, the more 
it's the kind of transcendent or the mystery or that this step beyond the boundaries of the rational or this kind of the strictly rational. Um, but you have to prepare and there's a long preparation. Like he says, he's a, he's a young professor. He, he stays within the limits for a very long time. But then eventually, like maybe 40s and his 50s, it starts to broaden. And this is the journey with in, into the, the higher spheres, which is also depicted in Dante as kind of more abstract spheres of, of being and the realities. So it's it's nice to see. It's also it's almost a bit like a courageous move from Brian Greene to do this because it's um, there will all there will be kind of pushbacks and and many reasons why you do this at a cost. But but it's very nice to see the way he's doing it. And he has there is a, a, a huge support for this throughout history. Also, how to uh, not separate so strictly things like uh, science or uh, more the spiritual parts or also more like the human condition at large and how you think about the, the the reason and the more transcendent kind of or the inspiration or the intuition or uh, in some sense also like the how you balance your two brain parts which is uh, an underlying mechanic part of this topic but now we're going to look at the the preface from Brian Greene's new book Until the End of Time and it is immediately very interesting um it's uh it's easily accessible but he he starts like with this backdrop of his interest in science and when he understands as a young person that uh well it, it opens with a with the quote i do mathematics because once you prove a theorem it stands forever which tips into this search for timeless knowledge and then immediately you can think of this it's very interesting how this immediately goes into the overlap between theology and science. Both are efforts to go into deeper layers of reality and finding the laws that stand through time. They're not, they don't change with time. Also, if you think of time as, it's, it's useful to think of, of time in the Aristotelian way that it is it's a measurement of change. So when things are changing, like a galaxy is, is <laughs> coming to being and change, like the way you measure it is like your 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 way of of putting this into a kind of a container of of your thought is like time is this motion that is happening so but the effort or the approach or the endeavor to try to understand what is timeless is the starting point on this book uh, and then Brian Greene is also then discovering quickly that this is fundamental for math and science but also for other things like understanding life and then he doesn't quite connect it to theology well might he might get there <laughs> another 10 years who knows but um but he he says things like uh that he wants to understand things that kind of stand through time and then let go is so according let governments rise and fall let world series be won and lost let legends on of film television and stage come and go i wanted to spend my life catching a glimpse of something transcendent and then he talks about uh, some influences like uh, Oswald Spengler's Decline of the West. And then that how Green is intrigued by, quoting Spengler's vision of an all-encompassing set of principles that would reveal hidden patterns playing out across disparate cultures. And especially this, if you notice this, the wording here, a set of principles that will reveal hidden patterns. This is This has usually been almost like a definition of theology. 
this is the old biblical stories as well. That's what they try to do. They try to to dig deeper and deeper and deeper to understand timeless principles, like a uh, in some senses like a moral or spiritual structure of reality. How like what kind of mechanisms are in the deep and are working? If you call it a moral structure, uh, you could also think of it more like a a neutral mechanic of some values, for example, that will create certain consequences. But now we're very quickly tipping all over into theology about like like a sin is to miss the mark on doing the right thing, uh, like evil is the loss, like lack of the good, like the quality, and then. So if you, uh, or again in Dante, like if you sin, you you go to, or if you if you miss the mark, if you do something that is not constructive and the right thing to do, the consequence is damaging. That's the inferno for Dante. Like you make the choice, and then you you get into the inferno. Uh, so anyways, this will be more on the literature or theology part, but it's it's helpful to see how this way of thinking is now. Also expanding the understanding of of science, and then you could also we, we're including many things there just to to kind of <laughs> put it all on the table and then and have like a bigger canvas of of thinking. But this is also it's it's very tempting to just mention like Plato that you go from the material and then you go into math as a as a realm of existence, and then you can go one step further, and then you're suddenly into like a conceptual world or a spiritual uh, abstract world that that depending on your definition of existence that are kind of real and reflected into the material all the time or then but if you go in that direction you kind of go a little bit all the way so you say that that reality is the only thing we all always see is the reflection of it or the manifestation of it uh, you could also have a, a more you know, balanced view that they exist like you have several things that exist side by side but anyways, uh, not to make this too wishy or kind of too too stretched out at the same time, um, it's just like looking at at science, like never, um, like you should keep all the, the the rules and the fundamentals of scientific thinking or the principles of it, but exp- like making your mind more varied in different ways of thinking and looking at the world could give you some inputs that will uh, lead to discoveries within the scientific realms as well. So let's just have two examples of that. One is the to acknowledge that using your imagination, or one challenge in science is to know where to look. Some things are not that complicated to understand once you know where to look for it. So that means that sometimes the challenge is to to just broaden your scope to find some new areas to investigate. So if you then, if you think about like the multiverses that Brian Greene is very much into, if you imagine that you have this giant sea of little bubble universes, for example, uh, you can start like, well, it's impossible to prove it, to observe it, to test it. But you could hypothetically think if this was the case, how could this potentially be discovered? Or how could we potentially test it? Could there be something about the fabric of the universe that could tell us something about previous universes or variations of universes? And if you have that thought, you can start kind of testing and looking at things you would never look for otherwise. So that's one 
practical uh, usefulness of of using your imagination more. Uh, and the other one is like the example of Einstein and his his discoveries, which is thinking about the light beam, the tip of the light beam. How would the world look if you are at the tip of the light beam? Which is still one area, I think. I, th I really think this is a potentially a big opener to even more physics. Just imagining how does the world look from the tip of the of the light beam? And to be very specific, because at the speed of light, there is no time and there is no space. So what does that mean? If <laughs> is the universe then just a point for the light beam? And how does this hang together with like the beginning just being like a like light starting kind of like this emergence of energy and light. So uh, this is a little bit all over the place, but <laughs> this, we want this to be a creative endeavor as well. The whole podcast, just thinking and exploring ideas and thoughts, uh, but also then connecting it to, to things now like Brian Greene's new book, which so far is highly recommended. So we're going to stop it there. And um, just as always, thank you so much for listening. And I hope this was some food for thought. And see you again soon. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.